ever been on the verge of something and knew that after it, you would never be the same? December 9th, 2022, six days before we leave to Nigeria. This is your first trip as adults to your ancestral home. That is my mom. She's describing the significance of making this journey to Nigeria as a family. My parents are both born and bred in Nigeria, a country in West Africa. They immigrated to America in November of 1997 after my mom won a visa in a lottery. Apparently, that was a thing back then. My dad was reluctant to leave his home country, but my mom knew that a better life for herself and her future family lay in America. And as a determined young woman, she resolved to go, and my father eventually obliged. 25 years later, it is not as if we had never been back to Nigeria. Each of my six other family members have been back at least twice. I'm actually the one who has been back the fewest amount of times, once as an infant and once as a middle schooler. The significance this time around is the family is going back together. together. December 15th, 2022. The journey begins. Only God can make that possible. That 25 years ago, me and dad came, just two of us. But now there are seven of us going back. I feel like um, Jacob going back with his family. You're bringing all the gifts for Esau, aren't you? Right. Except that I don't have any Esau in my life. But I'm bringing gifts. I don't have any Esau that I'm scared of to be anticipating what he will do. That was a clip from the car ride to the airport. Our ridiculous amount of luggage demanded we take two vehicles. En route to Nigeria, we had two frozen turkeys, a couple wheelchairs, and a solar-powered oven, just to name a few. We were loaded. During that car ride, a lot of feelings and emotions were going through my head, and I was not alone. Unlike my parents, specifically my mom, we children had a more complex and a strange relationship with our motherland. One evening, a few nights before the trip, my sisters and I admitted to each other that even though we were taking a break from school and work and flying to a tropical environment, we were not expecting a vacation. It is hard to put in words, but if you are a third culture kid, meaning you were raised in a different culture than your parents, you might understand. For me, my relationship with my relatives was confined to random Facebook messenger texts and awkward holiday phone calls. And personally, I had always been a bit hostile, always suspecting an ulterior motive behind every interaction. So let's just say I wasn't exactly excited about this trip and neither were my siblings. What's your thoughts on current situation? What are your thoughts right now regarding our trip? No comment. Are you excited, indifferent, nervous, annoyed? I'm sick. You're sick? Yeah. That sucks. What are your thoughts regarding the trip? That it might be boring-ish, kind of. That's not what you were saying at home. Where did this boring-ish come from? What do you mean? You're like, we're going to Africa, we're going to Africa. And you were so excited. I, know, I was like, I, I'm pretty sure you were there. When I had said that I feel like Last time I was too excited, and so I kind of died it down. Trying to be more realistic? Yeah. One sister was being a pain, another sister was physically in pain, and my brother was expecting to be bored. Not the most high-spirited bunch. But regardless of feelings, positive or negative, we were headed to Nigeria, and that was that.
After a three and a half hour drive to the Seattle airport, a five hour flight to Washington DC, and a 13 hour flight to Ethiopia, we were now on African soil. Touchdown. The touchdown brought with it an intensity in emotions. I look over and I barely catch my brother wiping away a tear. After some time, I confront him. We're now in Ethiopia and Jim is having a change of heart. I am scared that we're not going to enjoy our time in Nigeria and I'm just kind of feeling it here because it's not America anymore. His thoughts echoed my own and the uncertainty of the next three weeks really began to weigh on me. What were we even going to do? What if I didn't like the food? What if I found my cousins irritating and insensitive? Long before the trip commenced, my prayer point had been for me to have a good attitude, no matter what. Now in Ethiopia, my prayers continued with more fervency. On the other hand, and to my amusement and comfort, my mom was feeling increasingly giddy. How are you feeling right now? Excited to get to Enugu. I'm feeling the warmth. Just one more five-hour flight to go from Addis Ababa, Ethiopia to Enugu, Nigeria. Finally bringing the nearly 27 hours of travel time to a pause. A quick shout out to Ethiopian Airlines. You guys are the GOAT. From the full course meals, wide beverage selection, and hygiene amenities, I personally had a very pleasant flight. Thank you. December 17th, 2022. We have landed in Enugu. The airport is packed with men, women, and kids of varying shades of brown skin. The crowd's increasing impatience and a lack of sufficient organization from the Enugu airport created a gnarly bottleneck situation. Nearby, a fight breaks out. I quickly learned that such madness is common in Nigeria. What a welcome. While at the airport, my mom tips generously. It's easy to be generous when one US dollar is equal to 700 naira, the Nigerian currency. Some money goes to the baggage inspectors and more to the leader of the airport employees that transported our throngs of baggage through the airport and to our awaiting vehicles. Similar to showing your appreciation for an exceptional waiter, there was a sequence of tasks done to earn the tip. In the first case, the baggage inspectors graciously inspected only one of our check-in luggage when they could have inspected all 13 of them. In the second case, a group of staff committed to assisting us in the humidity and the heat for the hour and a half it took to get all our luggage squared away. When all is said and done, a sly hand goes out, appearing to be a handshake, and the money is deposited. If you didn't know better, you'd miss the whole transaction. I certainly did. And my mom was more than willing to give. It was Christmas time, after all, she said.
We had made it. All glory to God. There was something exhilarating about being in Nigeria. Inside, I was the same small town girl, but I was no longer in my same small town. I was in Nigeria. It is almost surreal thinking that miles and miles and miles away, your old life is continuing while you are way over here, alive and breathing as usual, but in a totally different way, if that makes any sense. From the moment we stepped out of the airport, the family introductions began, and it would be a constant throughout our entire stay. I soon fell in love with it. Meeting my relatives, many of whom I had never met, all of whom I had never really considered family, people who I could have passed straight on the street, suddenly becoming cousins, aunts, and uncles whose faces I would never forget. As for names, that was a different story. Chidera, Chidima, Mum, If Naya, Timotito, Grateful, Anointing, Madabuchin, Chinima, God first. All these names were foreign in my mouth and would get jumbled up in my head. Determined to get names down, and to the enrichment of this audio story, I began having my young cousins recite their names into my iPhone voice memos. The really neat thing happened when, by the end of the trip, I had not only remembered everyone's names, but I began to pick up on the names that were the Sarahs, Hannahs, and Johns of America. I met more than one in Namdi. Akachuku, Ifunaya, Chidima, and Chidera. Just like the names, all of Nigeria was vibrant, loud, and pulsing with color. At church, Everyone dressed to impress. The expectation that women should cover their heads did not clog creativity, but rather enhanced it, as women wore flamboyant headscarves and colorful African attire. Even the men were on point in their sharp African suits called senators. red dirt paved streets were women, young and old, with intricate and beautiful hairstyles. A version of single braids was the most common hairdo, but with various colors, lengths, and curls. On the other hand, I was taken aback by the popularity of low-cut hair on women. In those moments, seeing those hairstyles worn with pride, beauty, and grace, I felt a sense of belonging I did not expect, nor did I know I desired. I felt beautifully at home. I must include that I was still reprimanded by my uncle for having a hair color that varied from my natural one. But hey, that sort of interaction is inevitable in this life. I just smiled and sashayed my short ginger hair out of the room. Oh God of creation. 
Amidst the beauty and vitality of Nigeria, there was a foul stench of disorganization and corruption. I do not possess the knowledge nor the experience to speak to the details of issues that can be found in areas of Nigerian life, such as its economy and government, but I experienced enough to attest to the existence of problems that simply did not make sense. For example, when we went to ShopRite, one of the largest supermarket franchises in the country, you can't expect to get service by simply waiting your turn in line. Why? Because service was first and foremost given to those who were the loudest, most abrasive, pushing and shoving their way to the front of the line and demanding some fried rice and plantains. It was so unnecessarily uncivilized, and I kept thinking to myself, Nigeria, you could so easily do better. Another problem I heard about was how jobs were few and unfairly given. My cousin expressed that he had to pay just to apply for a job, and there was no guarantee he would get it. Another cousin expressed frustration at how employers treated their employees, always paying chicken change for hard labor and commitment. It is nearly impossible to get ahead in life. That's why so many Nigerians are itching to get out, to move to Canada, Europe, or the US. That's why my parents got out. As earlier mentioned, it was my mom's dream for her family to return to Nigeria together. And it was not easy to make that happen. One of the things that threatened our trip was Nigeria's upcoming election. It's taking place in February of 2023. With the election comes civil unrest at a murderous scale. As we drove to and from places in Enugu, there were military officials halting the flow of traffic. I soon learned that these men were no major threat, but I will never forget the first time I saw them. We had just left the airport on our way to my uncle's house, where we would be lodging for the majority of our stay. Up ahead, men in uniform stood with machine guns slung over their shoulders. They were stopping cars at random and speaking to the drivers. My heart began to race, and my mouth went dry. I never felt more American in my life and feared that if we were stopped, surely something awful would happen. The officer peered into our car, but did not signal us to stop. I let out a sigh of relief. Not even 10 minutes later, I saw more officers and my breath caught. Once again, we proceeded with no wahala. I thanked God. There were other areas of danger common to daily life, many of which were increased due to it being election season. In Southeast Nigeria specifically, the expectation was to not leave your house on Mondays. This practice was dubbed sit at home, and it always had to be taken into consideration when planning our movement during our stay. Thankfully, we never experienced the civil unrest that is said to occur on Mondays, all due to the upcoming election. To this day, I know we were blessed to not have been ordered out of our vehicle or worse. After all, my uncle and dad speak and behave like your typical Nigerian man, raising no flags to the lurking eye. My mom said the holiday season also eased tensions among everyone, which is why we made the trip when we did. December 31st, 2022. 
Happy New Year, everybody. I crossed over into the new year surrounded by my immediate family. Together we sang worship songs and thanked God for bringing us into the new year. As I stood on the balcony of my uncle's house, the voices of my sisters, brother, and parents punctuated with the pops and cracks of fireworks set off nearby, I couldn't help but be grateful. We had only a few days left in Nigeria, and it really had been a trip of a lifetime. I felt like a whole other dimension of life had opened up before me. As I gazed out into the warm night sky, I looked forward to a future of growing closer with my extended family through shared experiences such as weddings, family reunions, and holiday visits. My old routine waited for me in America, and I knew it was going to take a great effort on my part to stay connected to those I had met over the past few weeks. But for the first time in my life, I felt the desire to do so. January 4th, 2023. The morning of our flight back to the US, I looked around the bedroom I had shared with my three sisters for the past three weeks. I was actually gonna miss having my oldest sister by my side every night, something we had done as kids. In that room, we were seldom alone. More often than not, we were shooing out our cousins in order to grasp a fragment of the privacy we were used to in America. Now looking back, I wished I had tolerated my cousins nagging a little better, hugged them a little longer, and shared more of our goldfish with them, even when they claimed they were gross, but still wanted more. Nonetheless, I am so glad this trip happened. And the way it happened honestly could not have been more perfect. Father, what a wonderful opportunity, oh God. This is an experience of a lifetime that we will end this year, 2022, and begin the year 2023 in our home country, Nigeria. Thank you for everything you've done about this trip, Lord. Your blessing has surrounded us. Even in the midst of this storm of people getting sick randomly, God, we raise our hallelujah unto you because these are nothing compared to the protection you have given us. If only we can see in the heavens what you have done for us, we will consider all these inconveniences nothing. Because I know that the devil will want to ruin this trip. The Lord, you have not allowed him. And so, God, I give you the glory. This trip has been 25 years in the making. And Lord, you made it possible. I give you all the glory. I give you all the honor. I give you all the adoration. Lord, I plead the blood of Jesus upon this household, upon everyone that resides in this house, upon our family members at, at the villages. God, this nation, Nigeria, shall be liberated. God, by our feet stepping on this country, this nation will rise again to the glory and praise of your name. Let this year bring forth a new beginning in our country, Nigeria, in the political system, in the financial system, in all realms of the government. God, in the name of Jesus, let your will be done in our country, Nigeria, so that we can come back here safely.
enjoy the goodness you have poured into this country. The wealth and the serenity that God you created in this country, which is wasting away for fear of safety. God, bring that restoration upon our land again. In the name of Jesus. Amen. To God be all the glory. Thank you for listening. Let's chat again sometime soon.